Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. we got a lot going on here. We are in a fast market. There's mergers, there's vaccines, and just like a minute ago, we got Nikola. The, the Nikola news that we've been waiting for just came through on the wire. They signed a memo of understanding with General Motors, according to Reuters. That just broke literally a minute ago as I was starting the show. So a lot going on today. Tommy Lackey is our guest. I want to remind you all to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, show us some love. Hope you all had a great holiday, by the way. Hope you all had a relaxing weekend. Let's get to it, though. Joel, walk us through this pre-market session because it is a fast market out there. Oh, you're on mute, though. Hold on. Muted. All right, we'll just do a uh, quick recap and then get to the news of the uh, the day, the eight o'clock break. Uh, taking a look at the S and P's, they are down eight and a half handles at thirty six twenty eight fifty. Uh, you have crude in the red too by forty cents at forty five thirteen. Gold remaining under eighteen hundred, down fourteen dollars and fifty cents at seventeen seventy three sixty, and uh, a good day for Bitcoin. We can discuss that Bitcoin news after the Nicola news. Bitcoin is trading up two thousand one hundred and thirty five dollars. Let's go uh, right to that news that broke right at the top of the show. I can't. Can you believe? Just stop for a second. <laughs> can you believe what I just said on the pre market show? I'm going to tell people. There was like a Jason Rasnick moment there because I was looking at Nikola 27 bucks and I said to you, and it's obviously, it's already actually looks like the trade's over, but um, I said to you just five minutes ago, I'm like, I said to Mitch, because me and Mitch and Spencer were just talking before the show started. And I was like, when do we buy Nikola? Because you know, they're going to announce that deal with GM. I said it like 755. I was like, should we just buy it here at 27 bucks? Because you know, eventually it's going to pop to 40 when they sign this deal with GM. And literally, I went to the bathroom and I came back to my desk and the news broke. And I don't have Nikola. I didn't have the stock. But I was like, are you kidding me right now? I actually just talked about it. I was going to talk about it on the show today. I was actually going to say, you know, that I think I like Nikola here for the simple reason that they're probably going to sign this deal. There was rumors they were going to sign it this week. 
and here it comes out like literally right before we start the show so why couldn't they wait 20 minutes that, that, anyways that was that was insane what just happened you you literally asked out loud when should we buy nico then you walked away from your computer and you came back and the news was out and the news broke and, and i was like oh my god i've missed it I, I, was, I was literally looking at it in the pre-market 27 it was down a buck this morning and i was looking at it, i was like i should just buy this right now i said mitch mitch can you vouch for me come on here mitch i, I literally was just gonna talk about it on the show and it broke before the show started so that sucks that sucks one for me, one for the listeners, because I was going to pitch Nikola today just because of the GM deal. Ah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, Dennis. I'm here. I did. I, I just said it, Mitch. I, I said I, it at 7.55. We were, I was going to talk about it on the show today because we always talk. We come on 7.45. We talk about what we're going to talk about. And we were talking about a bunch of stuff. And then I just brought up Nikola, and I was like, should we buy this? Like, should we honestly buy it? Because you know this GM deal is probably coming. And boom, it takes off. And I mean... It looks like the easy money was quickly made because the algos are just insane and they did buy it up to $39. It's already given back the majority of those gains, but holy mackerel, that is just crazy coincidental. Yeah, so anyway, so I'll give you the news here. Oh, wait, wait, Mitch, were you, did you get in this thing? Oh, I, I just tried to get in some right now. I did. Oh, he's trying to very, get in right now. <laughs> yeah, I got a very small fill, but I'm in un, uh, under 30, like in between 29 and 30, so... I think it's a good price. I don't, I don't, it's chopping around so much, you know, you don't know how they're going to react with this. This was the news. Is this a selling news thing? I mean, it just ran to $39. It just literally ran 10, 12 points in about 12 seconds after that headline. And it's given a lot of it back. So hard to say what now, but the easy money was if you just bought this thing yesterday or this morning, obviously the headline. I don't even know what to say. I'm flabbergasted here. I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words because I literally was just going to talk about buying that. So a 27. You said it, guys. Uh, the story. The story is everything. Yeah. Well, there was a headline coming and we were t- anticipating the catalyst of, you know, not the cat, but the potential headline to come. We knew they were talking about this this week. They were talking about that the news could come this week that they signed with GM. That's unbelievable. Okay. So here's the actual headline. Uh, under the memo, Nikola and GM will work together to integrate GM's hydrotech fuel cell technology into Nikola's Class 7 and Class 8 zero-emission semi-trucks for medium and long-haul trucking. They expect to, I'm reading from the PR now, they expect, uh, expect to begin uh, testing by the uh, prototypes by the end of next year. Uh, with well, you know, the testing of the beta prototypes to begin beginning of 2022. So we're still a few years off from actually seeing the prototypes off the line here. But um, we knew the deadline was coming up. I think the deadline was Thursday, if, if memory serves. The deadline for the deal, where if they didn't agree to anything, they, they could they could walk away. Uh, so the just under the wire, but they're in. So wow, that is literally just that's wild. That's that's another Jason Rasnick. Uh, if it would have happened on the show, it happened obviously before the show, and you guys, you know, whether you believe it or not, but I literally was just speak because they, but the main reason was we knew it wasn't like an out of the blue headline because we kind of knew that they were going to give a decision here coming soon, and there was talk of it was going to be this week. 
I thought that they were going to, you know, get the deal done. I didn't think GM was going to kill the deal. They never hinted really that they were going to kill the deal. Obviously the CEO was on fat or mad money last week and wouldn't comment on the deal, which was a catalyst in why the stock sold off significantly. But I don't know what now that now I'm the news sure. is out. I saw the trades over. I think, I, can you imagine Mark Russell? I'm sure he was laughing his butt off after that because he knew what we didn't know. Oh yeah. He knew he couldn't say anything. Trevor Milton would have said it. He would have said it, wouldn't he? <laughs> like, oh yeah, we got this deal. We got this deal in our back pocket. What day was that? Was that that was the 20- uh, like Tuesday last week, maybe twenty fourth, right? Yeah. That, oh man, he he knew and he couldn't say, and they punished the stock for it, and they he- punished it, man. And, and then they were the lockup, you know, obviously the comments of Trevor Milton and the lockup expiration and everything, right. but you know it gave it all back. I mean, it gave you an opportunity. But now, but what do you do now? So at 3050, okay, the good news is out there. It's out there. Does that continue to drive it? Or is it like, okay, well, the good news is out there and there's no nothing to look forward to? I, I don't know. I mean, it's up three bucks. The, Whoever is buying that at 38 is just, you know, giving away everything. So Joel, tell us about this pre-market action because you are analyzing it you're looking at the bars i mean this thing this news broke and this thing went from 28 to 35 in seconds and then it went all the way up to over 38 dollars. it's just uh insane moves on headlines uh it took out the uh that high that you had last week and took it out by pretty good margin so if you were looking at 37.95 and you put it out there, well, you wouldn't have been too happy when I went to 39.30, right? But uh, now, in retrospect, when it comes back in, uh, you are now trading at, uh, you know, up modestly at 30.80 or just above uh, 30.26. So you still got a, a couple buck lead on the day. Uh, I'll just look at the uh, highs from Wednesday and Friday and see how they come into play. 31.45. You're still under that. That's a potential resistance area. Then 3195. So with all the good news, boom, there you are. You haven't even taken out the high. So I keep an eye on those two. If it open really opens up there to that 3795. Uh, if you're looking to purchase this, you know, like, hey, the story's here. I'm gonna be patient. You've had the move from 16 to 38. If you want to be patient, maybe wait for it to come into 27 and a half, 28 area. I don't know if you're going to get that opportunity. If it comes down to 27 and a half and 28, I don't want to own it. You want to see when you get the positive news, you want to see the stock hold the gains and continue to go higher. So I, I'm on now. I, I was going to come on. I was going to talk about Nikola today because I thought the potential catalyst for the GM deal was coming. It happened right literally before. So now I'm like, okay, well the trade's over. So I'm not saying that I know where Nikola is going. I'm saying the, the, the idea of trading it ahead of the GM potential deal is now over. So where it goes from here, I have no idea. I don't know what's going up. I don't know what's going down. I'm saying it's not responding well to it so far though, because you just ripped up to $38, $39 on the headline and you've already given back the majority of it. I don't like the way it's trading, but it's 10 minutes after the headline. So let's give it a chance. Um, But I mean, it's leaking here right now. It's 2960. So I'm not touching it. I have no position in it. I wish I would have had the position. I tell you, I would have been selling that rip of 3738. That was the trade. I don't know now. So I'm on the fence. Do we know anything about the, uh, what the financial implications are? Well, I haven't seen anything about the deal yet. So, I mean, we just saw the headline go by. So no, we haven't read anything about, you know, the specifics of the deal yet. No. 
And don't forget, the lockup expiration is tomorrow. So starting tomorrow, Trevor Milton and any insider involved in the SPAC deal can sell their shares. So that's that, That's also a catalyst here. But um, Joel, as far as the financials, there were no numbers. Thrown. Okay. Well, I mean, because if it's if it's something that you know is going to end up on the bottom line in a year, or two years, or three years, or four years, you know, then then you have to be patient and wait on it. But if you know if this can is something that's going to be uh, relevant next quarter, and they're going to start, you know, improving the balance sheet, then I don't know. I I'd be I'm not chasing it here and i just like to see it come back down i mean there's a lot of profit taking is going it's red, come back down it's yeah, 28 too 70. much it, it's yeah. it's almost to the point where it's flat and that's not good news have they announced this on cnbc yet i'm <laughs> because you'll get a cnbc pop off of it when they announce it so i don't know i'm not watching i just flipped over and they got the winkle bond trend twins on there which is talking bitcoin fun. Yeah, actually, Joe Kerner was pretty funny this morning. He, they showed the picture of each one with the names, and he's like, "I think he got the names backwards." He's like, "He's like, this is this is this one, and this is this one." And he's going back and forth. He's making a joke because these guys, I cannot tell them apart. Either these guys are virtually identical. But anyways, I don't see them talking about this Nikola deal yet. So that's one thing to think about. If you are shorted, you could get a pop off of CNBC off of this. But this is not good news. It's giving no, it all back. You don't like to see. You don't like to. It's see not good news. Lake. It's giving it yep. all back. Yep. Like that trade. That's why I was saying the trade like was, I think, to buy it ahead of the news. I was actually going to do it today. And just on the anticipation that it might get this headline, it gets the headline. It just went red. I mean, the bloody thing just went red. So that's scary if you're long. But anyways, we're still early. It's still digesting. Maybe get CNBC pop. Maybe get some more love. But holy mackerel, whoever bought on that initial headline and held for more than 13 minutes is not a happy camper right now. So. Yeah, that came up and then it came right back down. So, twenty-seven eleven. That was your low on Friday. If you're so inclined here, that's uh, the maybe scary. the deal's not that great. Do you, no, do you no, have I any details on the deal yet? No. Again, the, I literally just read it from the press release. It all it is is a memo of understanding, uh, uh, which is basically says like, "Hey, yeah, we're working together. We're doing some stuff." But holy mackerel. Um, on a relative basis, the first time it was announced, it went to 30, you know, it it went to what, 30? No, it went to 52. This is when the first time that it was oh, announced. Oh, way back in September. Oh, yeah. Here, listen, listen, listen. The, 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 memo, the memo of understanding that does not include the previously contemplated GM equity stake in Nikola. Oh, there you go. Or, oh, yeah. or development of the Nikola Badger. They're never going to make that thing anyway. Um, Doubles in the it, details. Yeah, so it's literally just about GM providing their technology for the Nikola truck. So I guess this means that Nikola it sounds like GM is going to be a customer of them. I, I, Nikola's whole point was hydrogen. I, I guess hydrogen fuel cell, which is, I guess what, what this is. So, um, wow. yeah, I mean, no equity stake or anything from GM. It's different. That, 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 that there, you no know, no equity stake is a big deal. So obviously the the algos bought it all on the headline, which, you know, we're just reading the headline too. I mean, we're trying to trade this thing. So they ripped it. It's like, oh, deal with GM. They buy, 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 buy. And now people are digesting and saying, oh, this isn't great. There's not even an equity stake here. So, I mean, that's why, you know, headline trading is, you know, there's money to be made in headline trading. It's money to be made anticipating headlines. Um, if, you know, you're doing your homework and, you know, you're listening because they said multiple times that the deal could happen this week and it did. Um, but, 
you know, once those headlines are out, devil's in the details. And that's when, you know, I guess, you know, you throw on your CFA hat and start analyzing it. But, you know, I, I, I have my CFA, but I don't use it as much as I used to. You know, my specialty is just, you know, getting in and out quick. So yeah, um, I, I have I hope, no idea where it's going from here. I hope Mitch did okay because. Uh, he was nibbling. He, yeah, he got that thing on a 29 I, hand up. I got rid of it at 2950. <laughs> in and out. Down. In and out. Mitch is in and out fast. I stopped so. out. I stopped out. I, I was going to let it try to get a couple points up. You know but, what? That's you know. smart trading, though, Mitch. That's, you know, what you have to do. And we talk about, you know, you're taking a trade, yet, you know, you felt like, okay, could get the pop here, and it's not responding well, and you took the loss or, and you, or, or scratch or whatever you did. I mean, that's how you got to trade is, you know, you just don't sit and deer it caught in the headlights. Oh, I'm on the wrong side of this. What do I do? Oh, and now, you know, you're just watching it, and you know, now you're st- stuck and you don't know what to do. I mean, you've got to react quickly, and that's what a good trader does is they get into a position, they have a thesis, and if the thesis doesn't start to pan out quickly, um, you've got to know how to cut those losses quickly. And you know, What, uh, what platform so could you enter a stop on in pre-market? Well, no, not, there's no stops. Stop. He's just using yeah. mental. I literally had to mark it out on it. Yeah, he's just <laughs> saying he's was, watching it. There's no stop. There's 20 shares, though. 20 shares. So. Oh, you're just nibbling. I, I want to amend a previous statement. The Nikola lockup expiration is today. Not today? Today. Wow. Wow. Thanks to our chat for correcting Okay. Not good that it's giving it all back. So, anyways, we, it's not the Nikola show. We're 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. in. It was just flabbergasted that that happened. It's I, the it's Vaccine Monday show here. We just Spencer. got some bad news here and still something. We what? just had what a little got? blip. I don't know. We just, we're, we're tanking here. What's hey. going on? Uh, they're, they're, they're posturing about the OPEC thing today. Uh, so uh, it was only a three, four point drop. No big deal. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you want to cover next? Moderna. We have more Moderna news this morning. It was, it was expected. It was pretty much more of the same. They, they gave uh, another analysis of their phase three study for their COVID vaccine candidate that said they said a 94.1% efficacy rate. Uh, and they talked about filing today with the FDA for their emergency use authorization. Again, no wow. surprise nice. there. So uh, to be expected. I saw the headline, did not think the stock would trade up like it did. But They're just hot for it, man. It's stuck. It's in rocket ship mode. It's going to end ugly. Um, but, you know, I don't know how much they can keep milking this for. So, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like how do you keep milking the same headline, really? That's what they're doing up you know i i think i think it turns around and goes it could even go red today so i'm not buying it but i'm these are tough trades man when you're talking stocks that are moving 15 bucks on a headline you know same thing with nikola when it's ripping up 20 percent on the headline and giving it all back these are tough trades these are like you know curved balls wild pitches <laughs> you, you sliders yeah you know, swinging all over the place here you know i don't like swinging at stuff that i can't hit so i'm not, i'm out on all these I don't want to try to make a call. You're not even. You're not even going to go to the plate. Like you not even going to the plate. I'm doing it now. Uh, one forty-four thirty-three is your pop. So that's two bucks away. So it's important for it to get up to that area and surpass that area. And keep on going. So there's one potential target. Uh, historically, and I, I can't say that this works on every occasion. Uh, but a lot of these stocks have got the pop, and that really have seen. I know with Pfizer which is a different stock. A lot of times you see prices in the pre-market or the after hours that you don't see in the regular session. But for right now, you want to see 144.33. That was the pop that it just got. That's a new all-time high for Moderna mRNA. But good news. 
I mean, the Novavax, um, we called this one too last week at 90. I wish I would have taken a position, but it was just sleepy there five days ago. I was like, if they're going to pop Moderna like this, they're eventually going to start popping Novavax too. And lo and behold, I had an awesome week. I wish I would have bought the stock when I talked about it on the show. Um, 114 is back this morning. They also gave an update this morning. Uh, not, obviously not as great of an update because it's down. Well, they're behind. That's the thing. Is like Moderna and and Pfizer are like are leading the race right now. Yeah. And Novio and Novavax and and even even J and J are are behind. And AstraZeneca is sort of is with the, that that first group, but Novavax is behind. So they their update was that they have completed uh, enrollment um, of of their phase three study in the UK. So they they they're still in the study. That's that was the update. So I'd be more inclined to buy the pullback on this. Cause I think eventually they do come out with good news. And if they're going to rip it, you know, Moderna and all these other stocks like this, they'll rip this thing up huge too. I think you get this down back for whatever reason, if it gets sleepy and gets back near a hundred bucks, I will probably try to strike. I don't know if I want to pay 114. I can't argue if you do want to pay it though. I think eventually the stock's higher. So I hated, I hated Novavax in August, September, October. I turned last week on the show. I said, if I was short this thing, I'd cover it now at 90 and also, I was interested in going long. I took no positions, though. Um, now you get the big pop. You know, last week, you get the pullback on, you know, this update. I think eventually they have another piece of good news here. That'll give you a nice pop. So I, I don't know. You know, I'd rather strike at 100, at 114, but I don't think I'm going to get it at 100. Uh, 107. I don't even know if you're going to get it at uh, at Friday's low of 107, and it gapped Maybe up from not. there. Yeah, 103.88. So... To me, if you know, get down to 104, fill the gap. That's 10 bucks away. It's going to be tough. On the upside, uh, we were trading over 130. I guess they did not. Uh, big seller came in there. We'll take a look at the close as a potential resistance area, 125.69. Show stretch. Sure. So these are all tough trades. Let's go on to, I don't know if there's any easy trades here this morning, but we do have a merger and I like trading risk guard. Wait, because wait, wait, that's wait, simple. wait, wait, was Joel finished giving levels? I don't know if he was. No, that was it. Uh, the close, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of, after being down 11 sticks, a lot of people would like to see that close 125.69. Thank you, Spencer. All right. We do have a merger as, as Dennis said, uh, it's the largest deal of the year. Really? Uh, really? Yeah. $44 billion deal. So it's a merger. Uh, it's an all stock merger. S&P Global is buying IHS market. So SPGI to buy INFO. The wow. ratio, because it is an all stock deal, is as follows. IHS market shareholders will receive 0.2838 shares of S&P Global for each share of info that they own. So again, that's 0.2838 shares of INFO for every uh, I'm sorry shares of um, of SPGI uh, for every share of INFO that you have I like gifts on Monday morning I like when we have all stock mergers because something else for me to trade so what I do is I go and I write it on my little M&A sheet with the ratio that Spencer just gave me and then I'm cognizant of it and sometimes you get opportunities there to exploit that relationship so 0.2838 for you risk arb traders out there that's simpler trading. I mean, you know, when you're trying to guess where Novavax or Moderna or Nicola are going, but, you know, when you get INFO and SPGI, now they're linked. 
usually I don't trade the merger on the first day. I let the dust settle. And then, you know, you come in and you try to keep the ratio in line. I try to go in there and pick up you know, a quarter here, you know, 25, 30 cents here, 25, 30 cents there. And, um, you know, you can make a living doing that kind of stuff. But, does, you know, does, if, you can, if you can type in all those symbols. Too many letters on these ones. question for you. How many posts do you have around your computer? Oh, it's just littered with like all kinds of like, like no, it's not really posts. It's just everything. random papers on my desk. Oh, my okay. wife comes in and then she'll clean it up and I'll be like, oh my God, he threw my MRNA, uh, <laughs> my risk, my risk arbitrage paper away. Cause it just looks like a bunch of letters. It's like, I just thought it was gibberish. Now there's ratios on there. Now I got to rewrite that thing. And I got to go find all these ratios again. Spencer gives them to me on the show and I write them down. <laughs> yeah. My, my desk is a mess. It's literally like just a mess. I'd show you, but it's just too sexy. Hey, whatever works for you. What are the, what are the, what is these companies that do? I know that I should. No, S P Global. Oh, it, Come it, on, Joel. It, it, it's all market data. It's all market data. It's so, all market data. S and P. Yeah, S P Global. It, yep. So they're they're trying to compete with, with Bloomberg. Uh, so is this a, the the company that, that can't is... if they can't figure out uh, how to put Tesla in the? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, well, there you go. <laughs> but but so you're you're right, Spencer. All of these market businesses have evolved into selling market data. I mean, the exchanges are the greatest example of this. They used to be, you know, no, they used to be utilities. They weren't even public, you know, and then ARCA came, New York Stock Exchange buys ARCA, and then they become public exchanges. And then, you know, they start losing all their business. They were making it on transactions. They start, all the flow starts going off exchange. So they had to redefine their entire businesses. And now they basically sell market data. So all of the information on your quotes that you used to get for free back in 2005, now I pay a ridiculous amount of money to get it. I mean, that's all every, every, you know, buddy that's got a license got to pay for this stuff. And like I said, I pay like, I don't know what even what it is. It all comes out automatically. I think I'm paying six or 700 bucks a month in quotes. It's just ridiculous. So you as a non-professional can get these quotes, can get a packaged bundle for free. But if you want to subscribe to this book and this book and all this other stuff, then you got to pay. But you know, like the ARCA book, you know, I have NASDAQ total view. I think it's like 170 bucks a month for NASDAQ just to get the depth of book on the NASDAQ. I think the ARCA book's cheaper. I don't know what it is, like 20 bucks or 30 bucks. New York book's like 60. But then, you know, even even for my basic quotes, I have to pay because I'm licensed. So I have to pay for the basic quotes. I have to pay licensing fees to ICE, which is New York Stock Exchange. And I have to pay not only because not only one fee, I have to pay for every single service that has quotes in it. So I have like four different you know, like um, accounts, basically, that I have to pay on four different spots because I have four places where I'm getting quotes. So they nail, they give you a little bulk discount, but it's crazy the amount of money you have to pay for quotes. Look at it, this being a SPGI, being the acquired, you know, obviously you'll take a look at that, not get much of a haircut uh, on the deal, but just long-term here, look at this 333, 334 area. That, I mean, we're still seven bucks away from that. I don't know. This was maybe on a vaccine Monday that it went to 370, but that's a base. I mean, if you're seeing that's major support here. So if you want to lean on that as your, uh, you know, maybe if you're buying it at this area, lean on that as an out, but major, 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 major support. I'll just call it 334 because it splits all those lows, but uh, that's what you want. You want to see it still, uh, still seven bucks away from that major support area. All right, another day, another SPAC merger with an electric vehicle company. This what do you got? One, the ticker is NGA. 
that is the SPAC, Northern wow. Genesis. They're merging wow. the Lion Electric Company. They make uh, like electric, uh, like buses, like like urban transportation vehicles. So, Joel, when are we going to do our electric company SPAC? I mean, that's what you know we need to do, and we'll just retire. We'll go move on an island, and that'll be it. We we can push a car down a hill. I get that. And other, yeah, you know, but, yeah, what, can, what kind of SPAC do we want to do? You push it up the hill, though. That's the question. My buddy had the good idea, and he taped an iPad onto his outside bicycle, and he was going to call it the new Peloton. So he's like, oh, that'd be cool. Outdoor Peloton. It's a billion-dollar idea right there. <laughs> anyway. This life is simple. Come up with a billion. Come up with an idea. Just, you know, just make the wheel a little bit more round, and there you go. Anyways, I'm just surprised. Here. Like, I had no idea that they were this many companies devoted to electric vehicles. Well, right? it's because they all see them go up. So they're all just trying everything. Everybody with a the concept. They're like, oh, SPAC, no. I'll get that. We need a cool story. They all want the story, too. The SPAC. No, no, so I, the people who are funding the SPAC, Spencer, and, I, and, and you can you know, argue with me in a second, but the people no. you know who are, are, are sitting there with the blank check company are no. looking for a target. All they want is a good story. They don't care if the bloody thing ever makes money. They just want a story because they know they're going to be able to get out when every, all the suckers come in and buy them up. So it's like you got a cool story right now. You can get done with a blank, blank, you know, with one of these blank check companies and make some money. I think a lot of this is just, you know, short term um, people trying to just make short term trades. Yeah. What I was saying is I didn't, I, I had no idea there were this many private companies to buy. That's what I meant. Like, I they, think it's just people coming up like with concepts quickly and they're getting them to, oh, you know, we no, gotta get this. Well, I don't think so. These companies are all even like, like Electromechanica, Lions, these companies are all several years old, right? Even like Nikola is like, what, five years old like yeah. as, as a company? I mean... But all, a lot of these companies would not get that quick funding. Oh, sure. If it wasn't for the SPAC market. And if you're, I'm just saying, if you are sitting there, like, and you've got a target, you know, if you get something EV, it's your, your SPAC is going to rip on it. So, I mean, everybody's looking for that story. So there's probably a ton of companies and other businesses as well, but they're not going to get any of this back money because that's not a story. They're looking for the story. So not that these electric companies didn't exist. It's that every single one that's out there that's got any type of a story is now a target from a, from a blank check company. Uh, First of all, uh, you, do you want to argue with Dennis, uh, uh, Spencer? Because I just wanted to look at Nicola here. That is, oh, six. Yeah, look at that. Boom, boom. They're really giving the haircut. What I think we should do is uh, we should get like a real, we should go out to the general RV center and uh, get an RV and get it a hooked with internet. And then just drive around to all these companies, you know, at least at the ones in the Midwest and say, Hey, you know, you are, we want to test out your electric car and see, you know, what they have, what the factories are, what the, what's the closest one in, uh, in Lordstown. And just, I like to see what these companies, I want all these great cars. I want to see what they are. And then the one that we like that has the best production facility and the, you know, the best thing, then that that's the one we'll buy. So when are we doing Did it? We show oh, that can we make this car? happen? Let's make this happen. Like, like it's Peyton Manning, but it's Joel Alconin <laughs> visiting. Did yeah. you see that? But the solo car, did we show a picture of that? Have we shown? I know. I know. I, I think I tweeted it out. Did we show a picture of the solo car? 
I've shown some. I can I can show the and- picture again. Show what people because I guarantee you 95% of people who are buying this story probably haven't even looked at the car. You see this car. Like, I, I mean, it looks like half the car is missing. It looks like you just cut your car in half. It's ridiculous looking, in my opinion. I mean, I can't argue with the stock performance. It went from four to 13. I just don't see people buying this car. I think it's awful looking. I think it looks like it looks like a car that half the car is missing. I don't know if you can grab a picture or if somebody's trying to I grab did, it. I did, didn't I? Yeah, I'm not, Joel's yeah. trying to grab it here Oh, I right got now. it. I got it. Bring it up. Are you doing it, Spencer? It looks like half the car is missing. Look, look at, look, okay. Oh, you got I don't Spence. get it. It looks like it, where's the other half of the car? There's like no tires on the back. I know they're hidden and there's one little tire hidden in the back. Doesn't it not look like they just cut a car in half? <laughs> it looks like if it, it was looks like... better from that picture. But from that picture, it looks like half the car is missing. You know what it looks like? Like on a windy day, it might tip over. Oh, I'd be scared to drive in that thing. I got an F-150. If I got in an accident <laughs> with that, it would be nothing left of that car. <laughs> nothing. Nothing left of anybody in the car either. I don't know. It's, you know, the minis, you know, they had, you know, obviously if you go back and, uh, you know, there's been some different smaller cars, but this one just looks weird, man. Anyways, you can't argue with the stock perform. People are just buy because yeah. it's a story. Don't look at it. All right, forget it. Forget it. We're not going to do the road trip. We're just going to, we're not going to worry about how, what the cars are. Yeah, because if we were using that, I would say I would never buy that solo stock. And here, solo stock went from three to 13. So it shows that that whole strategy doesn't work. <laughs> Because the people don't look at the car, they just look at the stock performance. They're like, oh, this solo's went from four to six. I gotta buy it now because this thing's hot. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares about fundamentals anymore. And you know what? I, I wish I would have uh, uh talked to um Josh Brown out a little bit more uh, when he was on the show a couple of weeks ago because he made the comment, you know, he's very, very bullish Uber, right? And he made the comment about you know, cars and cars in the future. And when people start driving again and going back to work and going back downtown, you have a car, you know, maybe like when I was driving downtown, I would use my car for maybe hour a day, hour and 10 minutes a day, depending on traffic. The rest of the time, it just sat there, right? Collecting dust and pay a little parking. bit for gas and everything and, and parking, so I, that's the shared, closest, shared yeah, that's the closest anyone has come to backing my last car theory on the road in the future. So if they're all going to be electric cars from all these small companies, then you got to figure out which one it is. But um, that's just, I'm astonished by these stocks and they, 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 10 bucks, you know, the formula, right, Dennis, it comes out, you buy it around 10, 10, 50, you wait for the news. And then That's you worked. sell it, right? That's worked. I've got a few of those plays on Ray. I'm long that Bill Ackman's back. PSTH. Sim- PSTH. Yeah, I bought a 22, 22 and a half. I'm like, I'm holding on to it. One, because it's Bill Ackman, and he's probably going to get a hell of a target. And two, like, I don't know if he's going to be V. He probably doesn't, you know, care. but, you know, it's still Bill Ackman. So I'm just sitting here, and you're waiting for a deal. I'm on a couple other ones. I have this SOAC which is another one. I just bought it 992 like a couple oh. of weeks ago. It's Sustainable Opportunities Acquisition Fund. I think they're going to buy an EV company probably with that name. I don't know anything about it. I don't know the management. I don't know anything. I'm just saying, hey, maybe they buy an EV company and it pops 30% on and then I sell it. I mean, that's, you know, there, there's a bunch of them. IPOC is another one that's just sitting here at 10 bucks. I, I don't have this one. I, I was just wrote it down though. I'm thinking about buying this one because... I don't know if they've announced something, if they've ever announced something, but 
I know SOAC <laughs> hasn't because I've been following that story, but this is dumb. I mean, just buying something because they might announce a deal. That's the way the money's being made right now. It's just simple thinking like how that. Long, how long do you think this is going to last until we want to run out of uh, potential electric car companies? I, I don't know. <laughs> until the buzz is over for electric. But I like that. that's not happening anytime soon. Nope. I mean, Tesla goes up every bloody day. Tesla's up again. I mean, wh- where's the top in Tesla? Who the hell knows? It doesn't matter. Nothing means anything anymore. When you're so disconnected from fundamentals, it doesn't matter. You can go anywhere. It's 600. I mean, it's going in the S&P. So that's your cows. Maybe it's going to top out after S&P day. Like I said, I would not want to be short until maybe a day or two before S&P day. They add it in and maybe that's the topping event. Um, I think it'll probably be a topping event for it. It's a matter of whether it's a day before or the day after. I do believe that'll be a topping event for it. But to be shorted ahead of it was been suicide. It's up 30% since they announced it. I mean, the easiest money was just buy it that day up at 450, 455 and just keep riding it. I don't know where the, the party ends. I think it probably ends around that day when it actually gets added in. But you got a couple of weeks yet. So, you know, who knows? I mean, S&P, everything's getting slammed today. There's a lot of stocks trading down, not everything, but a lot of stocks trading red. Tesla's up 14 bucks. Just doesn't stop. And then, and once the electric car companies are over, they'll, they'll find, find something else. So the next hot story you'll go into. Right, but right now it's EV. Yep. Kicking ass and taking names. I don't know when this, it's not going to last forever. There'll be the next thing. Like a lot of these stocks are going to end and a lot of these stocks are going to be, you know, down in the, you know, a dollar, $2, like two years, three years from now, a lot of these stocks, you know, I'm not going to say which ones. Cause you know, we, we don't know. know. We don't know which ones. Maybe that solo thing's going to get hot. Maybe everybody's going to say, Oh, look, it doesn't cost any, you know, maybe it's really, you know, small people in the city want to be able to park it better it looks like you park that car pretty easy i mean <laughs> in a bike you know, so you don't know but it's I, I wouldn't buy it i'll tell you that all right so bad tangent i guess everybody's lost for words here let's <laughs> just you know this this week we've got some earnings we got zoom tonight got so now there's we got Tommy Lackey Jr. as well. Well, we got. perfect timing to bring in Tommy Lackey. He's in a studio here, man. This guy is like looking good here today. Tommy, how are you? Thank you guys. Doing well. How about yourself? We're doing good. I mean, what are your thoughts? Let's bring it back to Tesla here. I mean, it, it just goes up every day. It's like the simplest trade. They bought if you bought this thing the day they announced that it's going to the SP and we don't, it's gonna be so big we don't even know how to add it. You're up 150 points in like eight trading sessions. So what what do you do now? <laughs> but this isn't new. Okay. And no, so it's it, not. It's not new for Tesla. It's how it's ran. And you still have a catalyst that's coming for another couple of weeks. Yep. So, you know, it comes down to a scenario to where y'all just talked about every one of these other companies that doesn't have a car, doesn't have anything, doesn't have sales or anything that are going through the roof. Why wouldn't Tesla keep moving? You know, again, we're not in an environment to where it's hard to, uh, make purchases and we're not in a low liquidity environment. So if even at $600 a share, it's, it's a deal compared to a lot of things out there visually. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to justify it fundamentally. I don't worry about that. That's someone else's job. But the fact of the matter is it's still moving and it's still giving us good reads along the way. 
So what about this whole EV thing? And obviously there's a lot of companies that don't make any money. Some just have concepts even here. Um, is this just a big bubble that's eventually going to burst and end in tears for a lot of people? Or is this something that is just getting started? And we're going to be talking, you know, we're obviously going to be talking EV for a long time, but maybe we're going to be talking about all these other companies. Like, I don't know which ones it's going to be. Nikola, Solo, you know, KNDI is another one. I mean, there's just so many, you know, you can, probably a couple dozen, you know, Neo is obviously making cars is this you know something that is just the hot thing of 2020 here or are, are all these companies you know just getting started and this ev party could go on for a long time i guess in my opinion is it's just the next uh hot spot in the whole clean energy scenario which is something that's now starting to hit kind of a economies of scale or a mass scenario, especially with the potential of the new administration and scenarios like that coming in right now. So sure, I mean, it, it puts in a position to where this is also one of the most tangible that people can put their hands on. Sure, you can get solar on your house, but it's a lot easier to get an EV now than it is to put solar on your house. And it's a lot more efficient in a lot of ways. Now, I'm a huge car person, so I think Joel's wrong. I don't think cars are going to be gone anytime soon. There's a lot of us who choose not to live stack 12 high in the middle of a dense city. So we still need our cars. But I think we, in a scenario you're looking at, the EV and all that is a great uh, addition to what's going on. I don't think you're going to replace the internal combustion engine and what it can do. Um, but the EV side of things, I think now, again, remember, it's been around for 40 years. The first EV was around 40 years ago. So it's just now it's really because of the battery power is what has made this come to the forefront. And that's going to keep it there right now, because that's where we're seeing some of the biggest jumps in innovation. You talked solar there for a second, too. And, you know, it's been EV, but it's also been solar. And these mm -hmm. solar stocks, you can quickly just look at the TAN, T-A-N, mm -hmm. and they've had unbelievable runs here, too, in 2020. Been one of my favorites all year long. You guys can't forget that what I do mostly is relative strength and breadth-based information based on uh, sectors and subsectors and all that. And, you know, TAN really jumped out at us right at the bottom in March, April, when it was really starting to outperform and also just hold up so well. And it's just been a rocket ship ever since, you know, and it's, it's funny because people talk to me about targets and I've said so many times, I don't do targets. I do milestones. And I just think back and look at tan. I got in literally on the bottom day of the market by a lot of luck on 325. And it was a lot of luck, but the reality is because I just looked at those milestones, I'm still in. Whereas if I had had a fixed target or a hard technical analysis, you know, measured move, I'd have been out at, you know, 20%, not 230. Talk about that. I've never heard that really? real concept here, milestones versus targets. So talk about how you trade a milestone differently than you trade a target. Well, it's basically is the target. It's just using it differently because the biggest thing about technical analysis is, and I hear you guys talk a lot about how it can be used or not, is that what it really shows is the market psychology at any given level and any given point through the, how much volume's there, through the congestion there, all of those things. And that's why I say, you know, don't sell when it first hits it. If you're a good technical analyst, you can kind of read how that pattern forms out and then decide when it's either time to leave or it's going to make its next move, especially if you get in right and early and have a good cushion. So these milestones are just everybody else's targets. It's just saying that, okay, fine, it got hit a little bit, got a little congestion, but the buyers push through. 
And that's why we're still with things. I think the broad markets, especially right now, gave that same feeling for a lot of people with the whole 200-day moving average uh, blah, blah, we've heard now for two weeks is how far above we are above the 200-day moving average and how many stocks are above the 200-day moving average and all that. But what so many people did not look back at is the context of that and the fact that we had a sideways moving 200-day moving average that was going perfectly sideways after one of the most high velocity drops we've ever seen. That's going to make that moving average start playing catch up here real soon as some of those previous high days start dropping off. As well as we, if you look at the three month consolidation we just went through, and now we're looking at 70, 80, 90% of stocks above their 200 day moving averages. All that tells me is with my data is that they were fighting that forever and we broke above it. So what is that? That's typical normal consolidation and breakout. And that's exactly what we've had. The fact that so many are above it now just tells me that they all fought that battle at the same time. So, so Tom, what else is on your radar here? We can talk EV stocks and tour blue in the face, but I'd rather not. Well, I still love tan and things like that, but I mean, I really, the areas that have been jumping out to me the most is going to be moving into the material side of things a lot. Now, again, y'all have talked about lit a lot. I'll have to say I missed that one and wish I didn't. Um, REMX is another ETF that's now, which is the uh, rare earth stuff. And then also, I mean, you can even get in now down to things like PKB, which is building materials. I heard someone talking about wood and cut and those kind of things, which are spe specifically lumber, but this key PKB is just building materials in general. So if we think this housing scenario is going to continue to move, which I kind of do, then we have a good opportunity there. I'm a big fan of ITB as well. So, you know, there's just a lot of scenarios right now that are still performing strong. What about the reopening stocks, Tommy? Because, you know, we've seen multiple headlines. Vaccines look like they're coming. People are going to start getting vaccinated and start being more confident to go about their business here. Um, there is, you know, obviously been a rally here, a significant rally. But when you really put it in perspective, I mean, you look at the airlines, you look at the cruise lines and these things, some of these are still 60% down yeah. from where they were trading in March. So is there the potential for, you know, some catch-up trade here? Maybe the small caps continue to outperform if we're all going back to our normal way of life. Correct. What are your thoughts there on the reopening trade? Well, I think that's those two points are very good. Number one, the small caps have obviously shown us a tremendous amount of performance for the last month and a half or so. And just showing that I think they're finally starting to see some of the liquidity that I've talked about in y'all's chat a lot. Again, $7 trillion coming from the Fed and Congress does not go away until they decide to take it off. So all it's going to do is slosh around in the markets until that happens. It's finally made its way out of the mega caps, which is where it all started which is why they ran so hard, but now they've been going sideways for two and a half and three months. So that's starting to broaden out a lot. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. So number one, the small caps, I think have given, are giving us a lot of advantages, even though I do think they could use a little bit of a rest after a 20% month. I mean, that's just kind of crazy, but even more that these opening stocks outside, you know, hotels and things like that, I'm not as excited about because they never were supposed to be growth anyway. They were more for the dividends, for the income, all that, but things like the, uh, airlines and stuff like that. I think we certainly can see those open back up. I'm not fan of the whole uh, cruise line thing, but I never have been. So that's just me. I'm not getting on one of those boats anytime soon. So, so airlines I can see, and you know, airlines have some opportunities with the different ventilation systems and some of these changes, and they've had pretty good success so far as they've been opening back up. So I think there's opportunities in those. I love the jets ETF. 
Um, in fact, I think it's a great one to trade. You don't necessarily just have to sit back and wait, but I think your point's exactly right, Dennis, is the fact that, yes, they're up 60%, 70% off the lows, but they're still down 60% off the highs. And so you really got to have that context when you're looking at how to play them and just keep your levels in front of you like Joel always does. Yeah, on the line with Tommy Lackey, managing partner and portfolio manager at Relativity Capital Advisors. I uh, just want to talk to Precious Metals move here. Gold is getting thrown out the door and Bitcoin seems to be the new inflation hedge. I don't know if you're following the cryptocurrency or not. Big rebound today. Uh, can you just talk about the gold market and uh, its relevance to what's going on in Bitcoin? Yeah, I don't have as much intelligence in the Bitcoin side and all that, but the gold market itself, I would say that I'd be keeping a real close eye on it here, and I'm not sure that I would be counting it out just yet. Okay. Um, you know, we've had a good pullback, and we had kind of a fall off. There's two things here. Number one, if you look at this pullback for the longer time on a weekly perspective, until we fell out of bed in the last week, it looks still like a flag type scenario on a weekly chart. However, that falling out of bed last week is concerning, but it just basically pierced the 200 day moving average. So if it plays with this for a minute and rebounds, it would not surprise me um, because especially gold and a lot of other commodities, they tend to have what we call whipsaws or failed breakdowns a lot or breakouts. And so a lot of times the first move kind of becomes a false move. And so we'll see if that's the case as it looks like it's falling out of this flag to the negative side. Um, you know, I can't speak on Bitcoin enough to be intelligent other than the fact that it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I just think right now everybody's clamoring for something to uh, replace the U S dollar and to replace all this scenario, but I just don't think it's going to have the, uh, the wherewithal to be backed by all the economies. Yeah. And just on that Bitcoin note real fast, I, I put it on my to-do list on on friday right to to buy bitcoin and and i did I, I bought such a small amount and but i can't like i can't say with a straight face right i can say i bought bitcoin with a straight face and not feel like an idiot and i know that bitcoin is well if you're making money you're not an idiot i mean <laughs> yeah. wrong. i'm not ever gonna call somebody well, making know, money but like I, I can just see like I can just see coming up in conversation and, and me saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I bought Bitcoin. And I, I just can't say it with a straight face. Like, did you do it uh, through the GBTC or did you no, open up? No, no, I, bought, I, I went through Coinbase. I did the whole free. And they gave let's me. Let's look at it a different way. Okay. If it really is a replacement for gold, I mean, what's that really? I mean, honestly, do you really want to hold gold for a long time either? So, I mean, it's not something that we're going to be making a ton of money off of. It's basically a defensive play, no matter where you look at it, unless you're trading it. And so, again, if it's just a trading vehicle, fine. I don't care what it is. But I wouldn't be looking at it as the next gold as far as some big safe haven, because I just don't see that becoming the, uh, the, the near-term reality. All right. Tom Milaki has been on with us. He is the uh, managing partner and portfolio manager at Relativity Capital Advisors. Tom, we always appreciate your insights. I always love how you have a, a good ETF or two to pitch us. So I appreciate that. Tommy, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Y'all be good. Have a great day, week. All right. Uh, let's talk about some of these retail moves, if we can, briefly. I mean, the first thing I saw this morning was GameStop, and I don't even know what the, if they had news. Not that it needs it, but GameStop got – how high did it get? To t over $20 this morning? They got over 20 this morning? What? Yeah, 20 and a quarter. Oh, my. Oh, 
this is just an unbelievable this is just showing the trash rally that this is and obviously we know mitch you kind of like the story here to a certain extent because consoles but holy mackerel i mean back in july is four dollars it's been a dead money for years i mean gamestop has just been drifting down drifting down drifting down all of a sudden anything that's you know been dead money that's what people want they think everything is going to be rebounding wow you know, it started maybe in the retail industry with al brands and it's just continued on in so many retail stocks now i mean look at kohl's is 33 dollars here now um you know you've had an J J jwn has doubled in the last month we've doubled in the last month in nordstrom and gamestop is no exception it's a stock that everybody had for dead including myself and Dead stocks have been really performing in the last month. What was the news on uh, I, I Look, all these things, I think, are moving on the same exact thing. It's all just like retail, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, slash new, like gaming sales, right? We, we did have some news in the industry this morning. CRSR, Corsair, they're, they're, uh, they're in the game esports field, and they raised their guidance. For the uh, for the current quarter, I believe, if I can pull it up here in the oh no, it's for the year. They raised their 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 fiscal year sales guidance, but like you know, GameStop's not gonna move off that. GameStop is moving because like the entire industry, the entire sector is moving this morning on enthusiasm about Black Friday. What I think is enthusiasm of Black Friday and and Cyber Monday sales, but I don't know anyone who thinks GameStop is a long term hold, a buy and hold. Doesn't mean you can't make Man. money. Mitch, come on, Mitch. He was talking at this morning. Think, I don't even think Mitch thinks that. I don't think Michael Burry thinks that. I just think people think like you can make money on this thing in the interim. Long term, probably a zero. Short term, not a zero. That's yeah, that's yeah. what I think people think. Mitch, is that is that what you think? Uh, I would definitely have to agree. I would say this is more of a quarterly play for the consoles, just for this quarter. You know, they're definitely going to have a, a good quarter, at least I think uh, revenue wise um, expectations from the consoles uh, were already high. And I think you're seeing that the demand is even higher than expected. So just those two things matching up. I think that's what you're seeing here. Is there a long term story here? Potential Mitch? Is there any like I don't follow the company close enough to know. You know, I just think it's a mall based retailer for that sells video games. And I think like everybody's buying everything online. One thing, second thing, free to play is like getting dominated. Like I just think the long term I, I, I agree with Spencer. I think long term, I think this thing is you know, not maybe not necessarily zero, but I don't think it's an investable play. Is there a story here that I'm missing? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so it's just a story. It's a squeeze. Nope. It's a story. Nothing goes straight to zero, and they're getting a little okay. bit of love for the consoles right now. Here, here's a bit of insight. This is from Wendy Bush. This is from Joel Kalina at uh, Wendy Bush. He send, sends this note every morning, and he said that um, I guess GameStop was the only retailer that promised they would have any kind of the, the latest consoles, the, the, the Xbox uh, Series X and the PlayStation 5. They're the only retailer that promised they would have any of those things in stock on Black Friday. So I guess if you wanted to go to a store and not buy online, GameStop was your only option. But I don't know how many people are, are, you know, are doing that. Maybe they are, but long-term... No. Anyway, but this I just want to just real quickly. I mean, this you get up at four in the morning and you have a little bit of buying power and, you know, 9000 shares. I mean, you just start lifting offers. Right. 
they, I mean, there's even, I mean, Dennis, there's got to be some bots r- running, you know, at that time, right? Manipulative then, strategies trying to push the price yeah. around. I mean, that happens. I, I mean, think. that's what I, I mean. I think it happens in the pre, I think it happens. I, and it does. And they're like, oh, no, you guys go, oh, and then they, you know, whatever the stories are. And then, you know, it gets going because, I mean, you could do that. I mean, 9,000 shares traded between you know, four and four or 15. And I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that there's Could anything be somebody long, just trying to push the price, oh, yeah. higher, trying to get a squeeze. Yep. Going. I mean, that stuff does happen out there. Yep. So it's not, you know, out of the realm of possibility that sometimes these, you know, pushes yep. and these prices are just people, you know, big funds trying to manipulate the prices higher by, you know, buying, you know, and, and early on when the liquidity is lower and we can get the price up and then everybody's like, Oh, look where GameStop's trading. And then, you know, the real liquidity comes in and gets thickens up. Yeah, I mean, I don't, we're not saying that happened in GameStop. No, no. Bill's just saying the possibility for shenanigans like that is out there. Definitely. Um, one that I would start mentioning, if you're looking at gaming, pay attention to EA this week. That's on my radar. Well, I, I actually sold the stock. I want to almost rebuy. <laughs> I've sold it right here, and I want to rebuy it now. Um, I think why? Why? What? Tell tell me why. Well, one thing is I'm seeing a nice support there on the weekly, and I think you're going to start seeing that you got that pullback in September and October, and now that the consoles are actually out, you're going to get that resentiment into December, and I think you'll see it back up there to 150 at the end of the year. Here, here's my argument just against you is the relative strength has been very poor. I look at take two and the stock is very near all time highs. Activision Blizzard, not at all time highs, but not pull back. And then you got EA and it is off significantly from its highs. I mean, the stock at 147 and now you're 124. So, you know, where you look at take two, it's like, you know, within a one or 2% of its all time highs, this stock's still over 20% off of its all time highs. So is the catch up trade here or is there a reason for its underperformance? I think uh, you did have a reason for underperformance. Um, one of the things is the the games are EA is more leaning towards sports, um, so you have to wait to kind of these start coming out on the new consoles. I think it's going to have a really good first quarter of the year. That's where I, I really think it's going to lean into, and a good holiday end. So we'll see how that goes. All right, uh, eight fifty-seven here. I want to get to a couple of stocks in the chat. We can't forget about Zoom, guys. They report earnings after the close today. All I can think about is last quarter when they reported, and just it was. You can look it on, look it up on the chart. This is just running ahead of it. It's running ahead of it. The classic trade works again. If you were buying this thing a couple days ago, it breaks out through four fifty. You know that the, the the catalyst is coming Monday night. And it runs 20 bucks on Friday. It runs another 13 points this morning. That's how you make money is trading ahead of these catalysts, going along these things ahead of the catalyst, not buying it and hoping it beats and hoping the reaction. I don't know what the hell the reaction is going to be to the Zoom earnings. But I'll tell you, the money is made buying these stocks, these story stocks ahead of their catalysts. And somebody asked me about CRM. I would normally be long CRM right now. The only reason, because it's got earnings Tuesday, the only reason I'm not long CRM is that I'm, worried that they could end up buying work and the stock go up and down 15 bucks on me because uh, you go over a weekend you know there's rumors that they're you know kicking around on slack i don't want to be long crm and then get worked because they buy work so, so the, first, the first thing that joel would point out here and on that daily chart is on their last earnings report they it, it popped zoom and then they just sold the crap out of that thing for like four days i think it could be the same thing i mean this is they're gonna blow it away I mean, we're still, they're, they're kicking ass and taking names, the best environment for them. The question is, 
you know, I, I've I've went on the record saying I think that the five six eighty eight all like and Jeremy's talking about it saying an all time high, but I think that five eighty eight is going to stand for a long time. I don't see this unless we just get going to silly town here again. I believe this is the rally to sell in Zoom long term. So if you're in it, you know, you're, you've been in it forever, you bought this thing a hundred bucks and you think it's going to be a thousand. I disagree with you. I don't think it's going to be. I think it is eventually going back down. I think two years from now, I think Zoom's still going to be here and we're all going to be using it, but I don't think it's going to be a $500 stock. I think it's going to be a lot lower just because it's insanity. It's the, the craze. You know, it's the hot thing right now. I think it cools off. So I think the company is a great company. We use the product. I just cannot stomach paying 50 times sales for a company. Uh, just a couple things here. I'm trying to get the uh, the 50. Oh, look at that. The If you use that high, uh, Dennis mentioned that, at uh, 588 and change, the low of the move, just around 375. Look at that. You're rallying back up, and your 50% comes in right around 485, 490. And then what do you know? You got, got gaps in that area, too. You have a gap between... 448.47 and 42.73. And where are we at? We're trading. We're trading. We're getting up there, folks. I mean, it's if you were trading this for the gap fill and the 50% retracement, this is the area. This is it. This would, if this was your target, that's where you're trading it. I would take it. The thing, you know, they could, this would be one where they come out with good, you know, they say, and our earnings were this, that, and the other thing. Uh, but, you know, we are not talking about next quarter, you know, and then people like, Oh, you know, no guidance would be, you know, a good report or no guidance or God forbid, if they, you know, give any kind of week, how can they give guidance? I mean, this is just, you know, such an unprecedented time for them. So uh, that's what I've been looking at. Maybe just use that whole 500 to high sticking out on that. But this one, be careful what the actual report is. And then, Read the fine print and see what they say afterwards. Nikola update two here, $22 now. GM not taking that equity stake is a big. That was huge. Yeah. But even without knowing the headlines, we were, you could feel it. Like it went to 38 and it's back down to 30. It's like, why is it giving it all back? And then it was going, trying to go red, 29, 28. I was like, why? There was also an offering. Uh, Well, there was two offerings this morning. I didn't realize there was two. I knew there was one. There's two offerings from Nikola this morning. Uh, they're selling up to a little over 53 million shares. Uh, by that, that's, that's by selling shareholders. And oh, then that's just people want out. Right. And then another 250 million shares. Uh, that's from institutions. So um, got a lot of stock coming, coming into the market today. Some dilution coming and the big money wants out. I mean, these are all issues. And we know the lockup expiration here. The catalyst was the GM. You knew this GM deal was potentially cooking. It got you the pop at eight o'clock for about 10 minutes. And then they realized the deal sucked. And obviously it's a completely turned here. We also had Helion, H-Y-L-N, sneaking in a little offering there Friday night. So when everybody wasn't at their desk and they were cooking their turkeys or having their turkey leftovers from the day before, <laughs> they snuck that in there and it's trading down 9%. So if you're wondering why H-Y-L-N, more dilution there as well. Just a just a wild day. It was a 
very quiet Wednesday, and uh, we're making up for it this morning because there is a, as I said at, at the top of the show, we are in a fast market. So I know we didn't get to uh, as many tickers in the chat as I would have liked, but I've written a few of them down. We'll cover the rest, uh, or, or more of them at least, at our 340 show. I uh, want to remind you all you can catch a replay of this uh, on YouTube, also on every major podcast platform. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, show us some love. Thanks to, I saw a couple of super chats in the YouTube chat. We appreciate all of our chat participation on YouTube, on Benzinga.com, and on Benzinga Pro. You can get a free two-week trial of Benzinga Pro by clicking on the link in the description of our video. Mitch, you have one thing you want to add? Yeah, definitely, guys. One thing I want to tell you guys is we're going to be doing a $100 giveaway with our our new Raz report that's going to be coming out today on Griffin Johnson. So definitely, if you guys want that free $100, it's really simple. All you're going to have to do is comment and hit a like and then retweet that tweet that we're going to be putting out near 1 p.m. So definitely, if you want a free 100, stay with us. And Mitch is going to be on the SPAC attack later. We've got a lot of SPACs to talk about. So, uh Busy day here. We didn't talk about the Tyson fight. Did anybody watch the Tyson fight? Not watch the Tyson. Well, I no. I watched the 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 Nate Robinson Jake Paul. Fight. <laughs> put put me in the ring with Jake Paul. I got this. <laughs> all right, everyone. Uh, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Have have a good rest of your day. We'll be back with you in the afternoon, wherever you are. Stay safe and good luck. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.